Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and today I have a fan favorite line and founder of that line with me. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Ali Reed, who is the founder of Stratia Skincare. So welcome to the show, Ali. I'm so glad you had the time for this. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's my, it's my pleasure. Um, I would love to get started by really learning more about you and um, your background and what led you to create this, this line. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to apologize off the bat. I've got a little bit of a cold. So if I sound kind of nasally, I apologize. Oh, no um, worries. I'm glad it's a so, cold and not COVID. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> Believe me, me too. Um, so I, I came to Stradia um, purely as a consumer. So before founding Stradia, I had never worked in the beauty industry at, at, in any capacity, but I became a really avid skincare consumer in my 20s. I was one of those monsters who had perfect skin in high school. Um, oh, so I know, I know. I, I, I hated deserve you it. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but so because of that, you know, I was one of those people who would say, oh, just wash your face with body wash in the shower and end of skincare routine. So, um, that started to catch up with me in my twenties. And I was so fascinated by skincare as I started learning about it, you know, like that makeup washes off at the end of the day, but skincare can actually impact the way a biological organ functions. Like that's so interesting. That's so cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I wanted to learn as much as I possibly could. So I, you know, the internet is such a wonderful resource. And I was reading dermatology journals, peer-reviewed studies, like the American Dermatology Association has a self-teaching module on their website that I highly recommend. Um, so it's oh, just wow, trying to really? learn. Yeah, it's that. awesome. Um, it's really, really great. I don't know why people don't talk about it more. I need to go check that out. Like, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, yeah I had no idea. So everyone listening out there, please go check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, so, you know, I, at a certain point, I felt like I knew a ton about skin and skincare, you know, how skincare is formulated, what it's even possible for skincare to do, um, and found it wasn't actually helping me shop for skincare because, you know, the market's just so opaque all, you know, that it was just trying to rely on like marketing slogans to figure out what was in each product. Um, yeah, yeah, I hear you. So, so at that point, I just kind of, I was like, well, you know, I've got all this knowledge. I've got a chemistry background. I'll just make it myself. So wait, wait, um, wait. you have a chemistry background. Tell me more about I that. I do. I, I studied chemistry in, in college and, you know, but my whole life was planning to be actually was planning to be um, a scientist until I took um, one of my classes had an element of you know, like shadow someone working in the field that you want to go into. So I was shadowing um, a, um, biochemist working in HIV research. Um, and I was like, dream job. That's amazing. And she hated her job, hated it. And basically, and sort of academia that like, huh? That's academia. Yeah, exactly. And revealed that the, the, the thing about academia and, and, and sort of pure science that you can either be, you know, I loved lab time. So you can either be the person in the lab running the same experiment over and over for four straight months, or you can be the person coming up with the experiments and spend your day behind a computer writing grant proposals, you know, and that is exactly, that is, I'm so glad you said that. That's exactly why I refused to get a PhD and went for MD. (laughs) Exactly. So that, that was kind of the moment where I was like, well, you know, obviously I love chemistry so much, but I can't 
neither of those paths appeal to me. Um, and I didn't really know about alternate routes. You know, I certainly didn't want to be working like petrochemicals or something. So um, at that point, I was kind of like, well, I guess chemistry is maybe not for me and, 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 and switched over. So, you know, I had this whole background that I just then ended up not using. Um, wow. But I was able to tap into it while I was, I was working full time as a copywriter at an ad agency and feeling supremely unfulfilled. And so it was just like, well, I'll come home at night and make my own skincare. Why not? Yeah. Well, once a scientist, always a scientist though, you know, I, I really, I think when you have a brain that is so inclined for biomedical sciences it's very difficult to transition into other career fields and feel fulfilled you know so I I get you exactly absolutely um so it was just such a fun thing to be able to take this research I was reading about you know the ideal ratio of ceramides cholesterol and fatty acids for barrier repair and then be like how would that look in a skincare formula and be able to make it and then try it on my face and be like that feels terrible let's try again you know um so I was just doing that came up, had ended up with a couple of formulas that I thought I really liked Um, the, you know, I had a blog and would send samples out to my readers and um, it seemed to work really well for them. So I figured I would launch it just like as a little side hustle. Um, And yeah, yeah, so it's just, you know, a little web storefront selling it out of my kitchen and it just all kind of blew up from there. And now almost five years later, here we are. Well, I want to congratulate you, first of all. It's very, very well-deserved. Your products are phenomenal. I've been using them every single day, not only for testing them, but because I gravitate towards them. And that's very, for me, you know, if I can keep coming back to, even if I can come back to the same night cream for three times, for me, that tells me that's all I need to know. You know what I mean? So everything you're telling me is just validating what I already knew through trying your products. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to ask you though, because I did read that you, um, you know, Reddit had a lot of leverage a little bit in, in the way that the success went for your company. So I want to talk to you about Reddit. How did Reddit play a role and, um, you know, what's the story behind that? Yeah. Um, I mean, Australia wouldn't exist without Reddit full stop. Um, when I started to get into skincare where I went, you know, I've been a Redditor for a decade more. I don't know. Um, yeah. And so when I wanted to learn about skincare and wanted to learn about it in a way that was free of the marketing jargon, where I wasn't being sold to, where people were really interested in linking to the studies behind what their claims, um, I, I turned to Reddit. You know, I went to skincare addiction, I went to Asian beauty, I went to DIY beauty, all these subreddits that are so um, focused on, on the realities and the science of the skincare, as well as, you know, what actually works for each person, not in there, you know, in a way that they're not being paid to, to recommend a certain product. So, right, um, right. yeah, so I was, that's where I, I came up on Reddit, you know, that's where I first learned about skincare. And then, you know, because I felt such a part of these communities and they were so important to me, you know, I would share research that I was discovering and share formulas that I had found so people could recreate them at home. And, um, and so when I launched the brand, honestly, it was really like, well, you can make this at home, or if you want to save some time, you can just buy it from me. Um, And, you know, and I think because it really organically came out of those communities, I think, you know, they really appreciated that. And that, you know, I really wasn't, I, I was being as transparent as I possibly could about here's the research behind it. Here's why I chose every ingredient. 
Um, you know, here's, and, and honestly, at the end of the day, not to toot my own horn, but it's because the products really work, you know, people were trying it and then recommending it because it worked. So, right. And they do work. Everyone listening out there, they really do work. That's so fascinating to me. Everything you just explained, because that, you know, for me, I mean, what better way to come up with something, you know, to, to innovate something than from this experience of communicating with other people who are so enthusiastic you know what I mean about the same thing I think that's the most beautiful collaboration you can ever have I love that and you know reddit I know right now is especially very very um key for so many industries right like it's just like almost as if people are coming out of the woodworks and saying you know screw the crap man you know like I want the truth and I want to know what's going on so I love that that's in the heart of your line. It's just, it's, yeah. it's truthful, you know? I mean, and when I, it's still to this day, if I'm like, I need a new pair of hiking boots, I'll look up hiking boots reviews of Reddit, you know, because yeah. that's yeah. just, it's the, it's the source that I trust the most to be, um, you know, as, as honest as possible, as honest and unflinching as possible. So I want to ask you from a business perspective, when you started to market your, you know, as much as we all hate marketing, over marketing, I should say, when you started to really, um, you know, want to pitch your brand and, and show people, you know, outside of Reddit, how did you go about that? What was the process of that for you? Um, I was and still am a terrible marketer. It is not a skill <laughs> that I possess. I'm not a salesperson. I like, you know, even to this day, if I'm trying to tra- talk someone into buying Strati, I'm like, well, you know, maybe it'll work for you. I don't know. Maybe something else will. <laughs> I can give you a whole list of other skincare products you can try. Um, yeah. So I didn't market the company at all for the first three years. Um, I had an Instagram page for the brand where I would post like behind the scenes. Cause you know, obviously I was doing all the manufacturing. So I thought it was really interesting to show the mechanics of manufacturing. And so that got some traction just because people liked seeing behind the scenes, but yeah. I didn't pay for any advertising. I didn't do any creative <laughs> marketing or anything. Um, and for the first three years, so launched in 2016. And then in 2019, I hired, um, my marketing director Sloan, who is incredible. Um, and she just kind of took it and ran with it. And she's so good at, you know, she was one of those people who like really got what Stradia was about because, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not that marketing is inherently bad. Like marketing is just letting people know about a product, um, which is so important, but she got that, like, marketing spin is something that's so antithetical to Stradia. And so, you know, she's has found all these wonderful ways to, um, you know, get the brand in front of people's eyes without sacrificing that transparency and that authenticity. I love that. I I mean, you know, marketing, like anything that you're right, it can either be done right or wrong. So I I hear you. And I'm glad that you found somebody who was such a good fit. Now, one, one thing I'm wondering is, Someone like you, you know, a founder like you, I feel like, you know, you're so true to your your vision and and what you're doing. Um, how do you feel about retailers like Sephora or Ulta or all of these like really big retailers for brands? Is that something you are interested in? And are you currently working with any of them? How do you feel about them? I I have mixed feelings. I think it's, you know, there's I have a lot of complicated feelings about retailers. I think that, you know they obviously are such a powerful tool in reaching people who, you know, not a lot of people shop for skincare online. At the end of the day, a lot of people want to see it. They want to touch it. They want to try it out. Um, And so, you know, it's really limiting how many faces Stradia can get on by not, you know, by not being in a retailer. Um, That said, 
the transparency and direct communication we have with our customers is so, so important that we can tell customers exactly why we use, you know, one of those scary maligned ingredients and we can explain, you know, what, yeah. why it's so safe. We can link them to the International Journal of Toxicology's final safety assessment. You know, we can, we can yeah. really have a full conversation about it. Um, whereas, you know, if it's in a, a lot of retailers now have like their, you know, certified clean, whatever, you know. Right, like they'll put a stamp on it for something, some category. Exactly. And, and yeah. you know, to me, the, the, that idea of clean, I, I'm doing air quotes, is like, it, it's not, it's not to me based on science. You know, that term has it's no BS. No, meaning. it's BS. It's yeah. total okay. BS. I, I'm, can, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I'll say it, but, you know. <laughs> I've been saying it on past episodes is a bunch of BS that somebody came up with and it scientifically makes no freaking sense. Like, exactly. you know, it, it's like the same thing as organic. You remember when everybody was organic, like organic lettuce, what do you mean? Everything right. has carbon in it. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Right. So anyways, um, but yeah, I, I hear you. And I love, I love what you said. And I, you know, just, just add, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of retailers at this point. I think that you know, especially when I meet, you know, founders like you, I feel like when someone creates something beautiful, it should be, the credit should go to them. And I think the whole consumer, you know, like consumer habits have to change at a, in a, in a way for, for small founders and smaller brands to really succeed. Because if Sephora is taking 50% of your income or your, your, you know, your incoming sale revenue, what is that? You know, really, what have you done? You know, so that's how right. I feel about it. Absolutely. Anyways. And I think, you know, having seen like when COVID started, you know, over a year ago, I was so scared about what it meant for the company. And we had a banner year, you know, like it really was, yeah. I think, you know, a lot of direct to consumer companies like Stradia did really well in a time when a lot of brick and mortar was really struggling. And so I think, you know, obviously, hopefully we won't get many more pandemics, but um, right. I think, well. you know, that the ability to be flexible like that has been a real um, benefit for, for brands that are not in brick and mortar. Absolutely. Now I want to ask you about the formulation. Um, obviously, you know, you do have your chemistry background, but in terms of, um, when you were first creating like your first few batches or, you know, like testing your formulas, how did that work? Were you in a lab or were you just, um, using your own knowledge and, you know, doing it in your home? Like, how did that work out? Yeah, I was just doing it in my house. You know, I had I had my little corner of the kitchen that I would, you know, wipe down every surface with isopropyl alcohol and set up my little lab bench and, um, and, you know, it was an, a nice sort of meditative process to get it all set up. But um, I really was just, so you know, fun. <laughs> it, it is so fun to anyone missing lab time from school, set up yeah. a little, <laughs> a little DIY beauty bench. Um, and there, you know, there's um, some really great resources online. Um, there's a blog called Swift Crafty Monkey, who, yeah. despite the name, is actually a very science-based um, resource for formulating your own skincare and, and you know, trying it. She's very pro sort of synthetic ingredients that, you know, emulsifiers, rheology modifiers, like just really interesting ways to play around with in, you know, in quantities where it's just you and your kitchen. That's um, so, so cool. I don't even, I don't know anything about this. That's so cool. I didn't check that out. It's great. It's, you know, there's, there's a little piece of the internet for literally everything on earth. So yeah, this is the, yeah. the chemistry focused DIY beauty niche. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was just, I started out just like 
recreating formulas that were posted online and you know and it, it's just a fun I, I really think of it a lot like baking you know like yeah you try to come up with a recipe and then you put it in the oven and you come out and you're like wow that's terrible okay I, maybe if I used more butter or whatever or you know tried it at a lower temperature and then you try it again and you improve and you you know it's yeah. just through trial and error and so it was just a fun thing that I was doing when I came home at the end of the day it's a okay, let's see if I can get this, you know, this moisturizer a little less greasy feeling. Yeah, so right. Like, and I mean, I love that. And I'm actually curious, like, how do you feel about, like, labeling something like medical grade skincare versus not? Because obviously what you've created is it's working really well. You know what I mean? So like, if mm -hmm. you were to put this against, you know, if you were put it next to like a, a company or a line that's saying, that's claiming, oh, we're, we're clinical grade skincare, we're medical grade skincare. I mean, like, how do you deal with that as a founder? I mean, is that, a, is that something you run into as a challenge or, you know, has, does that even come up? Yeah. I mean, I think if I'm going to hold myself to, you know, to be transparent about what clean is and isn't like that, we are not like, I don't think clean beauty means anything Then yeah. I have to be honest that I don't think medical grade necessarily means anything either. Um, yeah. you know, that it's not a regulated term, you know, as soon as we have the, uh, wiggle room in our budget, I would love to run some you know, studies on, you know, so that we actually have some stats to back up the efficacy as opposed to just anecdotes. Um, yeah. But that would need to be done, obviously, in a, you know, third party lab setting with, uh, you know, double blind and all the stuff to make sure that it actually, you know, if we're going to say something, it needs to actually mean something. So of course, that's yeah. why I, I tend to avoid things like medical grade, you know, like we are super efficacy based, you know, but um, medical grade to me implies that there's some sort of certification or there's some some quality to meet in order to be that um and I don't yeah as far as I know there isn't yeah no I, I like that answer I think because for me I think if you're just if you're an MD and you just slap your name on a on a bottle and say this is a medical grade skincare I mean that's to me that means nothing you know right. at the end of the day like it's and, and I hate that because it, for me I look at that as the same thing as marketing you know you're marketing and making consumers feel like what you've created in any way scientifically or innovatively it's it's superior to something else and I, I it's not you know that's not being transparent so I, I hear what you're saying I, I like your answer um I want to ask you though um in terms of the product range I mean did you want to create a line that had a lot of products or were you just like no I'm going to keep it simple I'm going to you know try to incorporate into a few yeah I think um I, I definitely never wanted to create one of those product lines that has like 8,000 SKUs, you know, I, I wanted to keep something like, you know, I think it's not super sustainable either from a business standpoint or environmental standpoint to just constantly be churning out product. Um, yeah. That said, the reason the Stradia product is so minimal, the Stradia line is so minimal, we have seven SKUs is because I am formulating all the products and doing yeah. a lot of other things at the same time. So it's, you know, it's a pretty slow process. And also the, the product development process for me, when I am developing a product, you know, I, I start with a specific ingredient or a specific effect in mind, come up with a potential recipe and then iterate, iterate until I feel like I've got a really good one, um, right. a really good recipe. And then 
I reach out, I have a, a list of about a thousand people who have signed up to test my prototypes um, as volunteers. So then wow. I, you know, I say I have, okay, I've got 10 prototype samples, first come, first serve. They test it for 30 days and then give me feedback and I iterate based on that and then rinse and repeat. So I, so that by the end of that process, I've tested it on a lot of different faces and a huge diversity of faces yeah. um, so that I know it works. I know that it, you know, it, that it works for all skin types, skin tones, skin ages, skin genders. Um, but it's a slow process and you really can't rush it because um, skincare takes a while. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah um, it, it just, it, it, you know, I can't release that many products because of the way time works at the end of the day. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I'm actually, I enjoy lines that have a few products because it's like, okay, so these are the things they've really put their heart into. You know what I mean? That's how it feels when I, when I see a line and it's like, you know, there's maybe five or seven or even 10 products. I'm like, okay, so they've really, they've really, really thought about each one of these versus like 50, you know? So it makes sense. Um, I want to ask you though, um, what's coming up for Stardia? Is there something on the horizon that we can look forward to or you can't reveal? Yeah. Um, well, one thing I can reveal is that next month is Stradia's fifth birthday. Um, oh, and we are, yay. I know, which I completely would have forgot about had my marketing director not been like, Hey, guess what May is. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we are, we're going to be doing quite a lot for that. Um, so keep an eye on that. And, you know, I think we do have some exciting things on the horizon um so you know nothing i can be more specific about but keep an eye on okay well that's awesome i'd love to have you back when you know if you have a new product launch or anything we'd love to have yeah, you back absolutely. well yeah. thank you so much um ali this has been amazing and i absolutely love your line anyone out there listening if you guys have not checked out stardia skincare you really really need to it's you know for me my favorite product is night cream i use it every single night and every morning i'm like oh my God, my skin looks amazing. So, you know, without me ranting even more, um, please, please, please go check them out. Leave some feedback on our cover art for this episode. If you have any questions for Ali's team, let, uh, leave them in the comments and I'll pass them along. Thank you so much. And thank you, Ali, for your time. Yeah, thank you so much. I had so much fun.